Good morning, you're listening to the Fat Boy Show right here on RX Radio. And, uh, you know, here on the Fat Boy Show, we like to talk to all kinds of cool people, and there's plenty of cool people to talk to. Today, we're talking to Anna Maria Trzinska. Uh, who is an aid worker and humanitarian. She's been uh, working uh, to help a lot of people in uh, conflict zones and elsewhere. Interesting circumstances led to her ending up in Uganda. So she's going to be telling us about that and her work and her life. Welcome to the Fat Boy Show, Anna Maria. Uh, good morning, James. Good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Right, so uh, obviously you do not sound like you're from around here. Which country are you from, Anna? I am from Poland, and currently it's winter in Poland, so I'm very happy to be in warm and sunny Kampala. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, a lot of people haven't heard much about Poland. What kind of a country is Poland? Oh, so is it a communist country? Uh, it used to be. So we tanks quite, on the <laughs> tanks on the street. We have quite interesting and difficult history. Uh, when I was born, there was communists in communists in Poland. However, now the situation is changing, but we have our challenges anyway. Oh, okay. Now, um, so how is it that uh, you ended up in the aid sector and uh, humanitarian? Were you just a kind-hearted person and you woke up and, I mean, were you always someone who wanted to save people? in need or is it uh, something that you thought was a good professional opportunity because uh, you know a lot of people think the aid sector pays very well it just happened uh, it just happened uh, I have to say that we need to have plans in our life we need to have our goals but sometimes things just happen um, to in our life so I was in business I started my professional career in Poland and in Europe working for banks insurance companies and seven years ago I just started working in the humanitarian sector and it's quite long story how it happened but I'm very happy that it happened because it's uh, my dream job uh, I really love it but uh, I love it not because I help people of course it's awesome but I have to say if we work in business we help people as well you help people you know uh, sharing some information yeah mm -hmm. so I have to say when I was in business I help people as well paying my taxes uh, delivering some products uh, so it's more about working in this exciting environment with people from different cultures in exciting war zones for example in South Sudan to touch the war you know to be close to to the people so yeah it's it's really amazing you know you say job. you say exciting but uh, in, in my mind I'm thinking these are dangerous places that you're going to because uh, speaking of South Sudan which I believe is where you are most recently in your humanitarian efforts there has been a lot of fighting there uh, I think you were you in Iraq at some point yes in Middle East so these are high conflict areas where there's ongoing war uh, what's exciting about being there? I, I thought you'd just be terrified the whole time. This is exactly exciting to be, you know, <laughs> there. I think it's not for everyone, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's quite interesting to go to such places and to see how it looks like. My imagination, what war is, was completely different and the reality that I uh, experienced. However, it's not like this that we have to afraid about our life every day because when we work for NGOs, usually we have security managers we have some security protocols. Our life is limited. For example, in South Sudan, I experienced curfew every single day. It was 7 or 8 p.m. So this is now curfew in Uganda is nothing new for me. Wait, wait, wait. So the curfew in South Sudan, that was for the security? Yes, because of security purposes. So okay. And it wasn't governmental curfew. It was uh, curfew that, you know, when you work for an NGO,
NGO, you have to follow some some rules. So of course your movement, everything is limited. But thanks to this, uh, yeah, you avoid some risks. All right. So tell us about uh, some of your experiences in Iraq. Uh, wh- which period were you in Iraq? Uh, there's been fighting there since uh, you know the early 2000s after the fall of Saddam Hussein. Various uh, groups popped up and started uh, controlling, fighting for power and control of various regions. The religious sectarian violence it erupted all over the place. Sunni, Shia, all this. So which part of Iraq were you situated and uh, what was the nature of your work? I went there in 2015 and that time I didn't know many people, uh, many humanitarian workers uh, with an experience in Iraq. So I didn't know what to expect. So it was a big surprise for me when I landed in Sulaymania, that is in Kurdish part of Iraq. And I just had a really nice life there. Uh, you know, what we see in media, we, we think about Iraq, about, you know, the, 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 the conflict. However, in Kurdish part, you can have quite normal life. You can go to shopping malls, you can go to restaurants, you have your friends, you use taxis. So I was really shocked that I have so amazing life. I remember when I had uh, holidays in Poland and people asked me, ah, where uh, where do you work? In Iraq? Oh, you know, they were very, very scared about this. But actually I had really nice uh, life there and I really miss my friends from, from, from Kurdistan. Okay. And, uh, and then from there you went to South Sudan? Uh, yes, actually, I went to Myanmar and then to Sasudan, right. and yeah, I spent a lot of time. Okay, so the organization that you were working with, uh, they were the ones that would deploy you to these regions. Did you have a choice in which countries you were being sent? Uh, yes, uh, we work. You know, our work is based on contracts, so you can apply for a new job. So, so you can be focused on one region. You can apply it. You know. It depends on you. So, yeah, you have choice. Okay. Uh, and so then how did you end up in Uganda? So when, when COVID started, I was in Sasudan. Uh, however, in Sasudan, you know, there is no proper medical system. So my organization, uh, an American NGO, they decided to send me to Kampala just in case, just to wait and see what, what would happen. So I just landed. It wasn't my first time in Uganda, but first time I had enough time to discover how amazing country it is, how beautiful weather it is, how uh, I, I really love Ugandan people and this country. So I just decided to stay longer. Wait, so isn't it that uh, within a few days of landing in Uganda, we went into lockdown and they closed the border? Yes, exactly. So, so now you were, you were kind of stuck here. I had two days without lockdown and then lockdown came. However, I came from Sasudan. So comparing to Sasudan, my life was uh, uh, really lovely because uh, curfew seven, like in Sasudan, but here I could walk easily. There was no transport, so it was it was easy. I could talk to people. So yeah, I, I, for me, it was freedom comparing to my life in Sasudan. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. But seeing as uh, essentially you've lived a very nomadic life, you're in different places for brief periods of time depending on your work contract uh, why is it that uh, you feel like Uganda is some place you want to stay for longer Mm, yeah, this nomadic life is uh, quite amazing, quite interesting. You are in different places, you move all the time. However, you know, uh, I would like to 
to stay in one place for longer. I would, I miss uh, normal life. Normal life what I mean that, you know, you can go to coffee place, you can walk, you can have your own dog. So, so yeah, after seven years in uh, hardship locations, we call it uh, like this. So, yeah, I would, I would like to stay in, uh, in one place when I can have a relatively normal life. <laughs> okay, and uh, so how is it so far in Uganda? How, uh, in your mind, how does Uganda differ from the other places you've been? Because you know, as a Ugandan, you know I love Uganda, and so I'm excited when I see uh, a foreigner uh, fall in love with Uganda. I want, I want to know what they see in Uganda that they don't see in other places. What is it? Uh, first of all, it's uh, the beautiful weather. It's, it's awesome. You know, in Poland now we have winter, no access to sun, it's cold, so people are depressed. Mm, here, you know, you, you have the, the, the beautiful weather. Second, people, very friendly, Ugandan expats. It's really easy for me to socialize with them. For example, I went to Nairobi, but Nairobi is quite big, anonymous uh, city. Here, uh, I have to say that there is something special about people in Uganda that yeah I have a lot of friends I have lovely life so yeah uh, for me it's like home I have to say well recently you started a YouTube channel yes uh, and uh, I actually checked it out and I saw uh, some very interesting uh, segments that you had recorded uh, I think uh, recently you were in Kenya and uh, there was one I saw where you had there was a makeup artist who did some interesting makeup on your face and yes. he made you look like a movie star. Speaking of which, uh, in case you're listening and you're wondering, what does Anna look like? Hmm, I, would, I would say she looks a little bit like Angelina Jolie. Uh, but with blonde hair. Eh? But with blonde hair. Has anyone ever told you that? Yes. Yeah, there's a slight resemblance. I don't see this, but yeah, it's a nice compliment, I have to say. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and others, uh, you also have... Uh, done segments where you've spoken to other fellow aid workers where you want to discuss your experiences as aid workers and humanitarians you know the nomadic life and how it affects you personally um there, there was one that i saw that was very interesting uh, you were speaking to a lady i'm not sure which country she was in but you were discussing the situation of how people in the humanitarian sector uh, have relationships what are they called they're called um, there's a term that you were using in locationship. Locationship. <laughs> so, what is a locationship? Uh, so, first of all, the the, the channel is seven point nine thousand miles. If uh, anyone from you uh, would like to have a look, seven point seven point nine thousand miles. Okay. That's the YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, right. yes. Uh, so what we call uh, locationship, if you are in uh, hardship locations like Sudan or Iraq, your life is quite limited. So as I mentioned, you have curfew every single day, you cannot move easily and you have to socialize with uh, with the people working in the place. Yeah. So, so sometimes you might be stuck in a place where you have... 10 people to, 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 to live with and that's it yeah because of security uh, and, even, and eventually feelings will develop with someone within that small community yes uh, because yeah you have no other choice yeah mm. or you are under pressure under stress so sometimes you might experience that you uh, have a relationship with someone just because you are, you are in the same location and when you change your mission usually such relationship uh, you know, doesn't doesn't last. 
Right. So in other words, with each posting to each new location, you, you have a new relationship. And so it's difficult to maintain one single relationship for an extended period of time. Not, not necessary. It depends on people. Some people, they are married, so they just have families in their home countries and they just travel between missions. Some single people, they just like this style of life. So they just change missions going between Afghanistan, Iraq, because it's quite exciting life for them. So, yeah, I have to say that this sector doesn't support long-term relationships. However, I know some positive uh, examples as well. Well, now that you're going to be in Uganda for a little bit longer, who knows? You might get lucky. I might get lucky, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna Maria Trzinska. Uh, aid worker and humanitarian. She's been our guest today on the Fat Boy Show and she, she's going to be in Kampala for a little while so don't be surprised if you see someone in the shopping mall somewhere that looks a little bit like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> that would be Anna. <laughs> Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.